to Road to Billions podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your host, Moise Bertrand, today of Road to Billions podcast. Man, today I have a special guest, man, on this podcast, literally in person, the first time I actually did this, but, you know, we're doing things differently this year, 2023. I hope you guys had a great, happy New Year's as well and, been, and, and was actually safe. Um, but today I just want to bring my, a good friend of mine, my frat brother as well, uh, Kamal Presley. Uh, he is a whole life insurance agent and stuff like that, but he's a different type of breed when he does this type of business. Um, his tenacity, his worth ethic, you know, 25-year-old, I told you guys when I, when I bring people on here, they're doing entrepreneurship, business-minded things. Um, and when I tell you guys, I just want you guys to learn from him when he gives you guys the gems and knowledge. Um, like I said, he came all the way here from Orlando just to do this podcast. So I'd rather you get you guys bang for the buck. So stay tuned for the, um, for the rest of the information. But, you know, I appreciate you, Kamal, for coming on um, on the show today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, hopefully 2023 brings you everything that you intended to bring. I know it will for me. I'm sure the same for you, Moise. Definitely, yeah. I definitely want to um, say thank you first and foremost for coming out here. I know the drive is kind of hectic and stuff like that, but let's get right into it. So whole life insurance, what is it? Why do we need it? Why did you get into it? And um, as the Gen Z and millennials may say, why should I spend my money on that? Okay, um, so I'm a wealth retirement specialist. Uh, I have my own business, uh, mental clarity, uh, clarity with a K, and uh, insurance, uh, the whole purpose of it is to pass on your wealth uh, to your loved ones. It's to take care of any um, unintended burdens that may be foreseen, uh, such as a passing or a mortgage that may be due. Uh, But the whole purpose of it is to pass on a legacy to your loved ones. Um, It's essential because a lot of people, especially in our community, that being the black community, you know, we we see a lot of times where we we fall in poverty. And if you do the research, a a lot of times one of the biggest things that put us in a a very trying position is the the loss of a loved one. Uh, That does come with uh, quite a bit of expenses, not just the funeral, but also things that may go into probate. um, And essentially that, that falls onto a loved one. So... It's always good to have insurance of some sort, whether it's to pay off a funeral, whether it's to pay off a mortgage, whether it's to pay off any type of um, exceeding bill, or whether it's to either just pass it down to a loved one so they can have that money to plan for their future as well. Definitely. That's some good advice, man. Some good info. So, you know, with insurance, what's the whole scheme of things? Like, how could someone take advantage of it? Let's just say it's not for a situation that came like an unforeseen burden, like you mentioned. Let's just say this person doesn't have any unforeseen situations, quote unquote, in the next five years. How could this person maximize and take advantage of the insurance? Like, why would I keep continuously paying for something that I'm not getting a benefit out of? Like, how could I take advantage? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there are new policies out. Uh, one in particular uh, that I actually favor myself is called an Index Universal Life insurance policy or or an IUL, uh, as most people know it. Um, the main premise of that, it's, it's designed to help people set up a, a, their own personal retirement fund. How it specifically works in a nutshell is as you make your premium payments, 
Uh, of course, you pay for your insurance and, and those fees associated, but the remaining portion of the, of the premium payment made goes towards an index, an S&P index, in which you get to choose, of course, and as it performs over the years, uh, your money actually grows based off of that. And the best thing about it is that it has a 0% floor, unlike a CD account or a Roth IRA or 401k. Uh, if the stock market doesn't perform well, uh, you don't lose any money. So that's the, the main thing about it. Definitely, definitely. So, like, I know you're a very intelligent person. So going into life insurance and going into insurance itself, how did you even first get started in this? Because when I think insurance, I think about old people. You know, to be honest, I'm not trying to, you know, be funny, but I'm just I'm just being honest. When you think about insurance, you think about old people. So, you know, you being 25 and you being so young, what what actually drove you to get into this, in this industry? That's a great question. Um, I, I'll say the first thing was uh, my son. So I'm a father. Uh, my son, he's turning two. So back in 2021, he was born. I know. Uh, shortly before that, I made up the decision in my head to not necessarily be employed by anybody. Um, I just didn't have a set plan. I know I was about to graduate with my master's, so that was going to be my backup. But I didn't know exactly what it is that I wanted to do. Uh, but I did have a, a buddy of mine. He was a former manager at my first job. Um, and he kept bringing up the notion of, of selling insurance and it caught me by surprise because I never really thought about it. But when when I really took the time out to think about the whole insurance aspect, I have a, a, a quite personal encounter with it. Um, I know back when I was uh, 14 years old, uh, back in 20, when was that, 2011, uh, I was actually diagnosed with leukemia. And during that time, it was a very trying time. A lot of things were occurring, not just for myself, but for my family. But um, of course, just being a parent, you never assume the worst for your child. You don't assume that your child's gonna wake up and be feeling bad and come to find out he has a form of cancer. So obviously it caught us by surprise, just like it could catch anybody by surprise. Um, so we didn't have a, a necessary, a necessary uh, plan of action to handle that, but uh, the one thing that did save us was having an insurance policy uh, that actually covered all the expenses uh, when it came to the medical bills, when it came to procedures that were done, uh, medications, the whole nine yards, everything was covered. Um, I was able to actually stay in school still while being in the hospital. So I didn't have that that financial burden that I know a lot of people <clears throat> they typically they typically run across, especially when it comes to something of that magnitude. Um, but w with that background, I knew that you know if I were to do insurance, I would have a personal dealing with it. I'll be able to empathize more with people who you know are going through that process and, and some of the things that they may have going on. And, I, and most, most importantly, I know the, the benefit firsthand. I mean, like I mentioned, nobody wakes up one day thinking that, you know, they're going to get hit by a car, but it happens. So I, I, I'm just, you know, fortunate enough to be the ones to be here today to, to even tell you about the ways I was actually able to make it to today. Um, and that's obviously through an insurance policy. Uh, if I didn't have that, I'm not sure if I'd be here <laughs> even talking to you today, Moist. Right. No, that's definitely, man. That's a that's a definitely um, 
That's a deep story, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, definitely. You got to let people know about your story when you first get started and everything. You know, that's why I talk, that's why I tell people on this podcast, like, I like to bring people who have real life stories and um, people who really didn't have the opportunity to have what we have, you know, now. You know, we see ourselves going from zero to hero. You know, I have a YouTube video called that, and that's just speaking about the mind of an entrepreneur. Of course. And um, getting through adversity, and you got through adversity on most things. So when someone like, say, for example, a 20-year-old, um, their whole life is to just be surrounded by money nowadays, how could they exactly go into, get into life insurance, and what particular life insurance should they pick based on what they need? Because I know there's different type of variations, so can you go a little bit more into that? Yeah, of course. So you have uh, traditional life insurance uh you have the term life insurance and you have your permanent, like a whole life insurance. Uh, if we're talking about a young adult, let's say 20, in college, going to college, or maybe even close to graduating from college, uh, the one thing that they could do when it comes to these policies is to have something that's going to at least give them some money back. Um, whether it's a return or premium, uh, most most term policies don't include that, but if you can find a term policy that includes a term of a return of premium, I would say that's ideal. That's just basically all the money you pay onto that policy for the term period. They'll actually refund it back to you at the end of it in a whole a whole check. So most people use that to pay off major finances, like I mentioned previously, like a mortgage. Um, if not that, if you don't want to take that route, like I mentioned, the IULs, that's a, a great route for anybody, especially younger individuals. It, it creates a, a financial backing for them. It creates a retirement fund for them. It protects their life, you know. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, it teaches them a little bit more about the stock market. It causes them to pay more attention to what's going on in the world as well. Okay. And when you – and um, just to go back to retrace to when you are saying term – you were saying term is, you know, they'll be paying a premium on that. But when you say term, what, how do you measure that in time? Is that months? Is that years? And if so, how many months? If so, how many years? And before somebody actually get to cash out, you know, into that money and actually use that to take care of a financial thing. Because if I have a term, you know, like how you said, how would I be able to use that for that situation if, if I don't even know when the situation is about to come up? Yeah, of course. So a term is typically, uh, it, it depicts as years, on a year basis. Um, so typical terms are 30 years, 25, 20, uh, 15. So whichever term will fit the client, obviously, that's the best one to go with. Of course, um, typically the shorter terms might be a little bit more because you want your money back quicker. Um, but, I mean, it's just based off what the the client will qualify for. Uh, most terms are, are typically just good to to cover somebody in case anything may happen in a period of time. But um, after that term, the policy obviously goes away. Um, and if you don't have that return of premium, you lose your money. So. Yeah. Okay. So the premium, what what that what could that look like per month for someone to pay? Because you know people already have enough bills nowadays. So. How could they actually fit this into their budget? Yeah, of course. So really the premiums can range from anywhere from about $10 all the way to, you name it, $500. Um, it's really contingent on the client, what they can qualify for. Um, obviously me, uh, I'm a broker, so that gives me the ability to help clients even better. Uh, I'm not captive to one company, so I'm able to see uh, what company may 
approve a client uh, with the best benefits along with the best premiums as well. Um, so it, it's really contingent on what what the client wants. Um, that's really my job as a wealth retirement specialist is to help set up a, a contingent plan for a client so they're able to incorporate you know their wealth retirement plan and their budget so they know how to manage that. Okay. Now that definitely makes sense. It's, so it's all. So you really will have to touch bases with somebody in person to really give them a scope of work, what they'll need exactly, and you know, particularly for them to choose, correct? Because someone looking over it, they may be getting, getting a little confused. Yeah, of course. So um, essentially, uh, I like to sit face to face with with people. It's a little bit more personal, personable, and it's a better connection. I like for people to get a feel for who I am as a man. But um, I'm all, I'm also able to do it uh, through telephone or Zoom. Now, of course, it's going to be a little bit harder to show it, but we do have different things, different illustrations that we can uh, send over to clients uh, just to give them a ballpark estimate of essentially what they'll be saving over the years. Um, but nothing's ever definite until we know what they're approved for. Okay. Okay, that's definitely good. So with everything going on in the world right now, what do you think is best for, and I don't know if this ever changes, but does insurance policy changes within the season? So if someone heard today, just like real estate, you know, the rates change. Do the same thing happens with insurance? Like, could someone expect to pay more next year or this year? Yeah, so typically when it comes to insurance policies and their premiums, um, it, it's mainly contingent on your age and your health conditions, okay? So, and typically what type of policy it is. So, for example, just to give you a, a hypothetical situation, if we have Bob, right, and Bob is 70 years old, okay? Now, let's say Bob wants to get a term life insurance for 20 years, right, for let's say $300,000, half a million dollars, you name it, either one. Um, but a large amount of money, he wants to get it in a term amount for the, over the next 20 years. So when you think about it from the insurance company standpoint, they see Bob, 70 years old, he's covering himself for a quarter of a million dollars to half a million dollars for over the next 20 years till he's 90 years old, correct? Now, the life expectancy for most men in the country, I want to say, is about uh, 81 years old. So he's technically expected to pass in 11 years. Now, based off of that information alone, from the insurance company standpoint, that's a, a gamble that obviously they're not willing to take. And I'm sure anybody, if they had that position, they wouldn't take it either. So if somebody were to want that amount of coverage, with those conditions, a term condition at that age, obviously it's gonna be a little bit more compared to somebody who may be 20 years old who wants the same type of policy. Um, they have till they're 40, you know? Of course, they're most of the time people wanna to live to that age. Like, like I mentioned, life expectancy is 81 for males, so it's a, it's a better risk for the company to take. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you can go anyway with that. So. Um... So it's very is is a can that be something that someone could cash out with and, and build other forms of revenue with and how does do you okay so my question is let's just say I want to go ahead and buy a fifty unit apartment right in five years 
first off, tell me how much money would I need to spend per month on the insurance and let me know a little bit about the cash out process. If I want to cash that money out in five years, how much money or what would be the policy amount that I would need and what type of policy would I actually need to go ahead and choose, you know, to, in order to make that a successful cash out? Yeah, of course. So essentially what it is that you want to do is it's obviously based off of if you have the intention of using it to back a 50 unit uh, building. OK, let's let's say that. Um, it's contingent on how much that is, obviously, at first. And then when it comes to your life insurance policies, um, the best bet for you would be something like a max-funded IUL. That's basically a policy, like I mentioned, you're funded, and it's based off of uh, S&P 500 index, okay? So what you would want to do with your agent is basically strategize it to get the max return over the years. You'll be paying a little bit more per month, but you have the intentions of actually accruing, I don't know, anywhere from 12 to 20%, depending on what company you go with, over each year. Okay, so at a certain point, you can strategize when you want to pull that money out. Um, if your agent's uh, equipped enough, they're able to show you uh, how much money you'll have at the end of X amount of years, whether it's 20, 30, 40 years. So it gives you a better perspective on how much money you can allocate towards something like an investment such as that nature. Uh, a lot of wealth, wealthy people actually use insurance policies to, to fund uh, different ventures. Um, even whole life insurance, it comes with a cash value. That's just basically the money that you pay on your policy getting stored up. And every year you have the ability to pull from it. Now the wealthy, what they do is let it sit over the years, and once they reach a certain number, they pull it out and use it to fund whatever venture they have in mind at that point in time. And once that venture blooms and flourishes, obviously it pays back the money that they used to start it up and still making them money. So they basically use their insurance policy to make them more money. Mm, okay. Yeah, you just hit me down with the rabbit hole on that one. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people really don't know certain things like that because nowadays, and, you know, I'm not trying to shoot no shots at nobody, but everything is like a sell, sell, sell. Yeah, of course. Sell, and I'm not going to really give you the rundown. You're going to have to figure it out on your own. So for you to break that down, that gives a lot of people a new perspective on things because that opens up people, you know, thinking now. How could they use this not just for it to sound good, but on their side of things, how they cash out. So yeah. I appreciate you coming off for shedding some light on that. But before we wrap up the podcast, man, go ahead and tell people how they can reach you, your Instagram pan, panhandle and everything above. Yeah, for sure. So like I mentioned, uh, I'm the CEO and president of Mental Clarity LLC. That's Clarity with a K. So K-L-A-R-I-T-Y. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mental Clarity, or you can follow me on Twitter at Mental underscore Clarity. Uh, we also have a website that's www.mentalclarity.com where you can uh, read up on the web on the company you can inquire if you need to uh, have a, if you have a question if you want to find out more information about a certain type of policy that's offered um, or if you just want more information on how you could be a successful thriving uh, insurance broker as well it's all there on the website so that's www.mentalclarity and that's clarity with the k.com Definitely appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys for listening to Roll the Bins podcast, man. It's been an amazing journey. You guys make sure you tune in to other episodes as well. And um, be sure to, you know, like I said, give Kamal um, a reach out if you guys have any more information. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of the day.